Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Legendary Encounters, an alien deck building game. Hi, my name's Peter. And I'm Shandell. And this is All Manner of Things, the podcast where we talk about board games slash card games slash dice games. Yes. Just tabletop games, really. Yes. And today we're talking about Legendary Encounters, an alien deck building game. Now, Legendary Encounters, I think, is a series of games and they do all different themes. The one that we are doing, the only one we are talking about is an alien deck building game. So based on the alien franchise of movies. And while there are other legendary encounter games out there, we cannot speak to how good they are because apparently this is one of the best. So keep that in mind. Game time is 30 to 60 minutes. This game is for one to five players. And age range is 17 and up due to its mature content. In Legendary Encounters, an alien deck building game, you play out the alien movies one to four. You start with a location card, three objectives, and you shuffle a crew card deck together. Each player starts with a role, such as the medic or the synthetic all have special abilities and health points to track how you're going throughout the game. The special abilities is a particular card and that goes into your normal starting deck. So everyone has the same basic starting deck plus the one special ability card that comes from their role. You start the turn each time with you drawing a face down alien card that works its way slowly down the complex. So each time you start, it shuffles across, shuffles across, shuffles across until or unless you kill that card or reveal it and kill it. Once it reaches the end of the complex, enters the combat zone where it starts attacking you. And unless you specifically scan the particular zone it's in, it will stay face down so you don't know what's coming towards you which is where the abilities on the cards come in. So in your hand, on your cards, you have attack points and you have recruit points. And the attack points can be used to fight an alien, but you can only fight an alien if they're a face-up card, so you can see what they are. Otherwise, you can use those attack points to scan a zone, and then that turns those face-down cards in the complex into face-up cards. Of course, once they reach the combat zone, they instantly turn face-up anyway, so you can see how hard they hit you. The other thing that you have is the recruit points and these are used to recruit cards from the HQ which is that crew deck that um, Peter mentioned and you also have special abilities on your cards that let you do other things based on the card. Once you've accomplished all three objectives, uh, if you can and you're still alive then you win. Apart from that, it's the basic deck building uh, logic that you always have. You draw a hand, in this case, of six cards. You use those abilities, and which yep, you've mentioned. And once you have no cards in your hand, you draw another six for when it's your turn next. Yep, and when you, your deck runs out, then you shuffle your discard pile and make a new deck. 
as you recruit more cards, obviously your your deck gets bigger, it gets stronger. But in this game, the alien deck that you're drawing from, the drawing the aliens from, is also stacked so that it will get stronger across the game because it's stacked to match the scenarios, the objectives that you are achieving. Review. All right, presentation. I gave this a four. I gave it a three. Ooh, I can't say I blame you. I think <laughs> I, was, I gave it lots of extra points for the mat. Yes. So is it a game mat? I don't know what it's called, but it yeah, comes with yeah. a... It's a game mat. I don't even know what fabric it is. It comes with a... I was trying to look it up. I know there's something, but it's a high it's quality It's like a rubbery... Mat. It's very much like a light mouse pad. Yeah, but it, one that rolls, like a dice yeah. mat. Yeah. Um, and it comes with that rolled up in the box. You lay it out. It doesn't ever curl at the edges or anything because of what it's made for. Mm-hmm. And it's got the locations for all the cards to go and move throughout the game. And it's brilliant. And I gave it lots of thumbs up for the fact that it had this awesome mat okay. in it that came standard. Let me give some thumbs down then, if you don't mind. The instruction book. Oh, yeah, although I didn't have that under presentation. Quite difficult to read to begin with. The the cost cutting of the the dividers of the cards. Yeah, the dividers, they do have card dividers, but they don't, they all look exactly the same. They don't have the headings of what's supposed to be. Yep. behind it which makes it difficult to find anything i guess they're until trying to be you dynamic write. with with how you separate it it's up to you but i don't like it no and there's so many of them they could write it for every single little thing they have and then there's still extras that you can make your own ones up if you like i don't think that would be saving them any money by actually having those actually with a title written on them or a bit of artwork maybe because you know they're printing them out exactly the same i don't know who knows? But yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the fact that it, there's no headings. You can put, obviously, you can write your own headings on there. There's white space. Even the but bit, we don't have neat writing. And yeah, exactly. On Board Game Geek, you can you can print out the dividers. There's a series of different ways you can do it, and different themes. Someone's actually spent the time doing the artwork on it. So have a look if you're not happy with that. And I recommend probably trying to print them out from from one of those templates. We should, but we just haven't got around to it yet. So now we're stuck with these ones where we don't know what's in what spot. The cardboard center bit that holds the board game itself, the one we've got is quite bent. And I don't know, that's just... No, I think that's always going to be that way. Yeah. It's just a very thin cardboard and with the weight of the cards, it's not... It's not ...keeping straight... And also, the box size at, as, as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of space in there. There's a lot of air. I get the fact that you're going to buy some expansions, but generally you want to keep the expansion box sitting next to it and not just fill up those unless... Uh, all maybe. You, I mean, we've put Firefly all into one box. Yeah, but a special wooden box that we bought for it. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's just one of those things, again, it's probably a little bit of a bugbear, but if you had a smaller box or more cards, yeah. I know it's I don't up, think, up I think price. I think you're right. I think it needs a smaller box. I don't think it's a matter of – they have allowed for you to put expansions in. That's, that's clearly what they've done with it, but I don't think they 
should have. They're trying to encourage you to get the expansions, but yeah, if you don't, and this is an expensive game. That's one thing it about is. this. Yeah, if definitely. you don't get the expansions, you're left with. I mean, we've got just a rolled up, folded piece of paper sitting in there to try and fill up the air so that the whole box doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, it shouldn't be done that way. You should put it in a smaller box. Mm-hmm. And also, it was disappointing when we opened it. It you was such a, a big box, and then yeah. it's only like literally half of the box has cards. Not only that, half of the box has cards with, with four foam. big foam separators. Yeah. So it could be even less than half of the box with the amount of cards that are in there. And then you've got the match down the middle and then there's another side for more cards, which we just don't have. Yep. And lastly, the artwork. Yep, I had the art as well. It Look, it, the art is really good. And in separation, it's really, really good. But just stick to one, th- one style. Yep. And that would have worked. It wouldn't be so jarring. I had exactly the same thing. I said the fact that it is differing art. So there's, it's all cartoon. Yeah. It's all drawing. Yeah. Uh, but it varies from quite realistic drawing to almost, it's I would say like, book style. M- yeah, manga style cartoons. Uh, I'm maybe trying to not think. that. Maybe just comic book. It's close. Some of them get close, like the Game Over Man yeah. card, I think. I couldn't find it because I didn't even know where to look. But I'm. From memory, that one was yeah. quite... And they've even got the, the different artists doing that work on the same core board that you're looking at as well. And even that's jarring. Like, yeah. it's, I understand it's, it with definitely different expansions like or with different movies potentially, you could split it up that way with a different artist, give it a different feel for the Except for movie. the fact that you're supposed to be able to mix up the cards from different movies. Yeah, eventually. And yeah. then you yeah. end up with... All this different art, like Peter said, it does sound like they've used different artists, or it does seem like look like they've used different artists for different cards. I was thinking about cartoons that you actually watch that move, um, to as my comparison, Animated, yeah, yeah. So they got for a while there, they were getting quite realistic, especially in how the mouths move when they talk, and then they sort of went to that manga style where the mouths just go ba 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 ba, no matter what they're saying. Oh, when they run, they move in a very, you know, their whole body is not their whole body's move, just their legs sort of thing. That is very different styles and that's sort of the impression that you're getting when you're opening this box. And the reason I think it's a bad thing is because the style of art helps with the feel of the game. Exactly. And the fact that you've got these completely different styles means you're not really sure what you're supposed to be feeling with the game. Is it supposed to be a bit of a fun, lighter game? Is it supposed to be a heavier, darker game? You know, just Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not clear from the art. The rookie rating. And I gave this a three. I gave it a three as well. Look, it the game looks intimidating. Again, because it's a deck builder, there's a lot of cards, a lot of different cards going in a lot of different places. And that could be at the start, you could be feeling like, oh, well, you know, you drawing from one on, on your turn you're drawing from and moving some cards across you're flipping some cards over you got cards in your hands etc so i wouldn't quite recommend this for someone who doesn't hasn't started already with a few board games underneath their belt it does the big positive though is the alien theme absolutely if you're really into the franchise this really does support it and it really encourages you to play these types types of games 
And I don't want to go too much into the theme just here because we do talk about theme later on. But in terms of attracting people who aren't into Normally board games, board yeah, games, yeah, you know, yeah, if yeah. they recognise the Alien movie, that might encourage them to play this game. Yes, definitely. Another thing I had under rookie rating, and this is where I put it, and I gave it three big crosses, was the rule book. Yes. Um, I remember raging at this rule book when we first opened mm. it, the first mm. time we went to play. There was three of us sitting around, you, me, and my brother, and you guys were setting up and I was trying to follow the rule book to explain how to set up and it was amazingly confusing and I couldn't find stuff and I was just getting angry at it. Like, why is it Why is it written this way? Why isn't that explained? Why do I have to turn to the back page to find this and the, the exactly. link this with the front part? And it just, yes, the rule book is not clear in this game. I, was, I struggled to find what I needed to find to be able to play. Not only that, I do remember the first time we opened up the box, it taking hours. Because we had to sort all the to cards. sort the cards out. Yeah. They were all Although over I the like, shop. I like, you know, sorting stuff, so but I didn't mind. Something for people to be aware of is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but it was... Don't expect to open the box and start playing because that's not going to happen. And we didn't even know... That was one thing as well. We didn't even know how to separate the cards at the start because it's not obvious. It's written in tiny writing, yep. like tiny white writing on the bottom of the card, what deck the card even belongs to. So it took us a while to find that and go, oh, okay, hold on, these have the same words on the bottom. Maybe they go together. And the rule book wasn't making that clear at all either. And when you finish playing the game as well, trying to sort the cards out to put them back into the, the, the dividers, that takes time as well. So. Yep. If they put that as part of the playing time, then yeah. <laughs> so in terms of like a rookie, if you gave this game to a rookie who has no experience playing games with that rule book the way it is, they would not know how to play this game. I think they would really struggle to actually play this game. Thank goodness for YouTube and the internet. Um, oh, we didn't helps. even... Yeah, no, it does help. It up. Yeah, it yeah. would help for sure. If we could find something. If not, we probably have to make something. Uh, and it also has different movie scenarios which gives you different ways to put your cards together so it gives you a simpler version to play first like if you play the first movie it's a slightly easier game so that's a positive in terms of rookies you don't need to bring in all the heavy more confusing cards and rules until later games yes very clever the way they've done that so player interaction i gave this a four i gave it a five Yeah, so this is a co-op deck builder and it's one where I feel that all the decisions that you make on your turn are discussions with everyone. All the decisions on someone else's turn, you're discussing with them. Like it sort of feel like it forces you to really interact a lot more. I think compared that with other deck builders – this is definitely one of the, the highest uh, interaction that you probably could get. And I think that, that does come down to the coordinating abilities. Yes, the coordinate and, is and, huge. Yeah, that's a huge buy-in that they've already got the people working to, working together to eliminate these aliens. So, so what a coordinate is, is lots of the cards have the keyword coordinate written on them. And what that means is you can keep them and use them on your turn or you can play that card on someone else's turn and they get the abilities. But it 
you get to draw a different card into your hand when yes. you do that. It's not like by doing that you lose a card and you play in with one less card yourself. You actually do get to replace that card in your hand, which yeah. makes it such a perk. And in some cases, you kind of more like, oh, do you want me to coordinate? Do you yeah, need do yeah. you need me to coordinate some money because you've got you know too much money in your hand or you don't have any money in your hand and it was only two dollars and it's not going to get you anything, so you'd mm-hmm. rather get rid of it. You want to get rid of those cards sometimes. Absolutely. So you do really discuss that. Or more on the other side of things, you're there and you're a dollar short or you need, you know, yeah. some more fight. And you're like, you're can like anyone, can anyone, anyone, anyone at all, you yeah. know, can, how can we make this work? I just need one more. It does limit you. Like, I think the rule is you're only allowed to coordinate one card with each player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, like, with three or four players, you've got the ability to refresh your hand if you don't like what you're seeing before it's your next turn. You've also got uh, the face huggers. Face say huggers. Face huggers. I was going to say face huggers. <laughs> if your other teammates there. remember to kill the face huggers I before it's your you turn were again, bring this up, then <laughs> yeah, that works. That's now, obviously, if someone in the ship gets a face hugger <laughs> on them, you can all fight to get that face hugger dead before it becomes a chest burster. Yes. Now, if you're not paying attention you might decide it's better to go start killing the other aliens on the ship rather yeah. than save your teammate. And then they might hold it against you <laughs> for every other game since then. Uh, yes, I may have, you know, I f- forgotten to kill the face hugger on Pete's face. You were so absorbed with the aliens rushing towards us. I know, that I just forgot that you were slowly dying in the background. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, do you know, it's funny because unlike other deck builders, well, because obviously this is the only co-op deck builder that I know, but in terms of another way that interaction comes through with this game is with most deck builders, you take cards from the centre row that help you. You're thinking about your deck and what your deck needs to be to build up. With this one, you actually think about what other people have in their deck as well, which is yeah. interesting because you're not, it's sort of forcing you to not be selfish. When you're looking at those symbols, and I, I can't remember the real names of them, but the blood bending and the crystal tie fighter symbols. Let, let, me, let me just grab the, the, the terribly poorly written instruction manual and see whether I can find it, what the symbols are called, because I saw it was written in here. There's lots of different I, symbols it's on... It's going to take you about 10 minutes yep, to go I'll, through, I'll through six, six pages of instruction so there's um, there's lots of different symbols that appear on the Char- character cards. Character classes, they're called. Okay. Character classes. And what is it actually? Oh, leadership. So the leadership one looks like a crystal tie fighter. That's what we called it. And then the survival one to us looks like, I don't know, for some reason we decided it was blood be- blood bending. You know, and just bringing strength, all strength of is, the uh, is Hulk hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Hulk hands. That's right. <laughs> So, you know, bringing in all yeah. the different fandoms into this one game, we've got, we've got Avatar, we've got Marvel, and we've got Star Wars all in the Alien game. Anyway, beside the point, if you've got a lot of those cards, they work well together. So if there's a really good card out there and say it's got a Crystal TIE Fighter on it, and you 
like you're like that's a really good card mm. except for the fact that Peter has a deck full of crystal tie fighters so he'll be able to get that extra ability of having the matching symbol which will help us a lot more than if I took it even though it's a good card and I really want it so it really does make you give up things that you yeah. want yeah. because you know at the end of the day it's best for the team <laughs> even though it's how we're going to survive is, is go for our strengths <laughs> And we play a lot of co-ops and quite often you do get, you get a little bit selfish. It's like in zombie side, you know, you want to go out there and kill yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the zombies. Yeah, you're Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to turn around and sort of go, eh, I'm like getting the danger level up and getting all this experience and getting all awesome, whereas everyone else is lacking behind. So it's sort of it's sort of yeah. like that, but I feel like this is more so because in Zombie Side, if I really want to kill the go- zombies, forget everyone else, I'm going to go kill them. Yep. Whereas in this, I'm like, I really want that card, but I can't bring myself to get it because I know for everyone it's going to work out better if that other player has it. Especially uh, if, as well, if there's a really bad alien coming your way, coming down those tunnels, and you... Or you know that somebody else has quite has uh, drawn a hand of a lot of strength, a lot of uh, fight, then you can assist them. Then you hang on to cards and you kind of back them up, and you could talk about that a little bit between the team, and that helps. Yeah. Now the other thing that would in, that would that is available within this game that also boosts up the player interaction would be the hidden agendas. And the um, playing an alien. That's now, right. We We've haven't got parts played of this game those. we haven't even played, yeah. isn't there? I mean, in some ways, it would stop the interaction, if you, arguably, because you can't talk about these things. But in other ways, it also increases that tension. Yeah. So I can't wait to play with those. All right. Moving on to balance. I gave it a four. And I gave it a three. Look. It's a basic, so with every basic deck builder, you have your luck versus strategy basic elements. You're going to draw a hand of X, five in this case. You're going to, and that requires shuffling beforehand. So you randomly get drawn this. You've got these cards to work with to buy potentially more characters or more crew and as well as fight more uh, aliens. The co-op nature means that you can offer support to other people as well. So it's all about whether you're going to win the entire game together or you're going to just lose dismally. And uh, I think you do get more of a... uh, You do get better the more you understand what those character abilities or crew abilities are. So... Yeah, I sort of... I agreed with that, that you, you like... You do get a little bit better when you understand it better, but I still feel that it's quite balanced between. Yeah, I know that's for a rookie versus someone who's an expert at the game. Yeah, um, I still feel because every decision that you make is a discussion. You can sort of teach if you understand it. You teach that person as you go, but it doesn't. They still have that. It doesn't give you a huge advantage playing it again. Because of the discussions. Because of the discussions, I think it's quite balanced in that regards. In terms of balance of winning and losing, I felt like we, we've definitely won more than we've lost. We and lost we got, the first game yeah. badly. 
and we got better the more times we played That's true. and the that easier true. it got. But if you look at the instruction manual, you can see ways you can increase the difficulty levels, like adding in more drones and then doing the whole play an alien role or, or a hidden agenda role, which is also really exciting, the fact that you can tweak and change and to the, so you're not guaranteed not, you're never guaranteed a win, but you're less likely to win. So and we cut it close. And I think one of the two of the games we won with me dead. Yes. Um. <laughs> but we won. Uh, I've actually played a game where everyone died except for one person and there's a group of like five. And that it still was counts a lot of fun. A win. Yeah, that was a lot of fun yeah. because it was like – even though we were sitting on the sidelines, we were still cheering for that person to get across the the finishing oh, yeah, line. Yeah. So, and that's type of game it is because you help them get this far. You kind of like, come on, you know, you can take still them invested. Down, take them more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like you said, there's luck in the shuffling of cards, strategy in what cards you recruit from the HQ. Like we we're saying, you yeah, know, what you leave for someone yep. else, what you take yep. yourself. Um, also, whether to use your attack points to actually attack an alien or to scan a room. And then sometimes there's risks True. with scanning Decisions a room. With that. Yep. And yep. which room All do rewards, we scan? Massive rewards you yeah. can do. And then which room do you scan? That can be a big. Yeah. Scan the room closest to the reveal area. Yep. yep. Um, because then you, then you end up with. Um, um, it's almost having waste. to fight it anyway, regardless yeah. of whether it's been discovered or not. Just realised uh, that's six cards you draw in your hands, not five cards. My mistake. Yep. All right, moving on. Replayability. I gave this a five. And I gave it a four. Okay, I'm going to throw some numbers at you. The crew in HQ is made of four decks, which represents four characters for that particular scenario. And there's about 14 cards in each of those decks. There's four movies worth of these. So that means there's 16 decks. And to start with, you play through the four movies. So you put the specific four together that go together for that movie. But after that, you've got the ability to mix them up and, you know, take two from this movie, two from that movie or however you want to do it. Objectives, again, for the movies, for the four movies, there are three cards. So you've got 12 cards uh, or 12 objectives and you can mix them up once you get through the four movies. You don't have to do the four movies first, but that's nice. But you those 12, so you can shuffle them up and put them together in different ways. Locations, you've got one card for each of the four movies, so that's four locations. Each of them have three hazards. Those are stuck, those are written on the location card, so you can't mix up the hazards based on different locations. But still, there's four different locations you've got to play with. Then you've got the Hive deck, which gets built differently for each of the different scenarios based yeah. on the objectives. So there is so much variety in this with the way, the different ways you put things together. And it just makes it highly replayable. Yes, you're very right there. The only thing is when I'm playing this game, I'm a huge alien franchise person uh, i loved all the movies barring one and <coughs> or two or three no i, I love them all but 
I and I like playing these through while thinking of the movies. So I'm less inclined to mix and match um, uh, okay. the locations with the objectives. Yep. That's all. That's just me. Uh, but I'm okay, I'm okay. I don't know why, but I'm okay with playing all Ripley characters, for example, because you can play each one from each one movie. from each of the movies, yep. which is exciting, and I can't wait to do that. But and I can I can suspend my belief, you know, that there's there's multiple um, a, multiple Ripleys out there. But I just for some reason I just like I want those Century guns to be on um, Hadley's Hope. You know, I really want, I can just picture that in my mind, you know. I can see all those locations and, and objectives combining so well because they combine so well in the movies and it transfers incredibly across with the crew as well, with the sacrifice to do with Alien 3 because it's all about sacrifice. Yeah, the different abilities on the, the abilities crew cards change with the movies. so well. But I do feel like... For me, there's probably less combinations than what you're talking about. The other thing with replayability is that the theme and I'm coming from a scenario where I'm not – I didn't watch the Alien and Aliens. wasn't a big fan of them when I was younger. I was too young when they came out to watch them, I think. So I'm coming just from a perspective of this is a fun – game where you take different characters and you kill some aliens and it's fun and it's enticing and it makes me want to play it again i'm enjoying Mm. really enjoying playing this game whether i know the movies or not i'm you know a big fan of the movies or not i still really enjoy that theme yep which probably moves us on to theme not quite Uh, i just wanted to mention that you've talked about the different combinations of locations characters and objectives but remember, there's also adding in those hidden objectives as well and playing the alien, which we haven't yeah. done. Yep. But again, and the thing about this, the, on the side of the box it says plays up to 60 minutes, but for some reason it does feel like after finishing this game, you've just watched the movie, you know, which is so good. So if you're the type of person that you could binge watch all four movies – Back to back, then it's probably one of those things where you could play all four game scenarios back to back. Except I feel like that 60 minutes isn't under. Yeah. I don't think we've ever got it. Yeah, yeah, uh, true. I'd say maybe 90 minutes or even. And that's probably, they're probably, again, not not thinking about game setup time and game pack up time because they do take some time. I'm just trying to think how long it has taken us to play. Yeah. Set, right. set this one up before everyone arrives and then when if you're doing some hosting some sort of games night and then don't worry about packing it up until everyone leaves yeah. or the next day. Yeah, because there's a lot of cards to sort out. Yeah, which leads us on to theme. Yes. I'm not really qualified to answer this. Like I said, I haven't. I think I have seen the movies but they don't they, I don't How remember How can they not them. stick with you? They How can they I'm not sorry. stick with you? I have to sit down. We have to watch these alien movies straight away. And this is what makes this game so good. But let me give you a – what's your score? I gave it a four. And I gave it a five. Now, I feel fully qualified to be able to answer the theme question. Yep. You answer this question. I love this theme. I'm drawn to it straight away. Aliens, I'm a fan. 
execution of some of the movies wasn't great, but the idea of the alien and how, you know, and some of the concepts that have come from this has been amazing. And it lends itself well to every single movie. It takes the best part of the movie. Some some of us out there aren't fans of Alien 3, but we all agree that it's about sacrifice. And, and they've used that theme of the sacrificing of the cards to help everybody else out. It's a great mechanic and a great way that lends itself to being a, a co-op deck builder. And I do believe when you were discussing with my brother, who is also a fan, you both agreed that the the special abilities that sort of come through with the different movie scenarios that we've set up do match the movies. They do make it feel like what it does feel like when you're watching the movies. And I can say, even though I'm not familiar with the movies, I can say there was a definitely a different feel to each of the scenarios we played. There was the sacrificial one. There was the one where we just were getting less and less crew to help us out. Absolutely, on and the fourth it, one, yeah. Yeah, it definitely had that feel. Yeah. And according to you and my brother, it did match the movies. And, of course, on the cards there's some thematic uh, dialogue and you do find yourself saying it out loud, trying to be Hudson or Hicks or Ripley or whatever. So that's a bit of fun that you have. It also feels like it also feels very thematic the way that these aliens are rushing down this this corridors towards you before they fight you and it adds this tension of un, an unknowing of what's coming but you know something is coming and that's so cool because again that's all part of that that horror which is a part of the, the franchise and it really gets you to go come on we've got to we've got to reveal these cards because they're getting closer and closer to us time is counting down yep yeah no i definitely can see that uh, you know the way the cards move down that hq and not knowing what they are yeah does have that feel i agree i don't know what the movies are like but i know that the game feels that way best and worst My best with this game is that it is a co-op that really forces you to work together. In a way, it's almost better for yourself to help others. And I just don't feel that, that inclined. Like, I always want to work together when I play a co-op, but you also want the glory yourself as well. Whereas this one, it's really, really forces you to help others out because it's good for yourself to do it as well. My best is the theme. Again, it drew me to buy this game. And it's like both overall with the whole work together, with the aliens coming down HQ to the uh, specific actions, special actions that each of the crew members has, how it relates so well to the movies. So good. My worst is the rule book because it made me so angry. And mine is the inconsistent artwork, which kind of takes me away from that theme a little. Final thoughts. My overall thoughts, it is a very addictive deck builder, which is complementary to the movie. And again, as mentioned, 
it's a type of game where you want to watch the movie once you've played the game, which then makes you want to play the game, which then makes you want to play watch the movie. And it brings back a lot of childhood. Because uh, I, I watched, <laughs> watched these movies as a kid. Um, fascination and geekdom or, or just, just to play those characters and hunt down some aliens. My overall impression is that it is a great uh, thematic co-op deck builder that really makes you work together. So I've got buy if you're a fan of the Alien franchise. And I've got buy if you love the Alien franchise and want to fight aliens with your friends. And I've got buy if you love co-ops. I've got buy if you're intrigued with the idea of a co-op deck builder. So we've got the exact same stuff. You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us, podcast at allmannerofthings.com. Or alternatively, you can visit our website at www.allmannerofthings.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. I want those century turrets to be in Nostromo. Or oh, no, it's Nostromo, my mistake. I just I just want the century guns to be located on LV one forty six. I want those century guns to be on um, Hadley's Hope. Hadley's. Hadley's Hope.